Most people settle because they don't know how to maximize the potential that God has given them. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast, where we help young leaders navigate the challenges and opportunities of their future and faith. Each episode, we'll be giving the mic to young leaders to ask tough questions to some of the world's most influential voices. We're excited you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast. I'm Dina Davidson. I'm the Discipleship Director at Thrive College and host of the podcast. And today we have the Ricky Jenkins oh, wow. with us in the studio. Hey guys, how y'all doing? We, I think they're good. How are you? Oh, great. Guys? Swell. Yeah? Swell. Sweet. Can Sweet. you say swell with an actual smile? Because that didn't I'm feel swell. swell. I'm okay. swell. Thank you. I haven't heard swell since 1986. Oh, wow. 80s are coming back. They are. I guess wow. so. My wife, this is what my wife tells me all the time. <laughs> I love it. Watcher. Yeah. <laughs> how you doing, Juliana? Uh, I'm doing amazing. Okay. First time ever doing something like this. So I'm oh, usually really? behind the camera. Oh, yes. So in front of the camera, it's a little, little new Perfect. for me. You were yeah. made for this, Juliana. Seems like a good segue to introduce you guys. So Karsten, <laughs> go ahead and tell, you, tell them who you are. Yeah, I am Karsten Williams, and I'm a Thrive College intern in the in Bayside's uh, high school ministry. And I have the hopes of being a senior pastor one day and a husband mm. and a dad and all those Ooh. good things. It's <laughs> awesome, bro. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Juliana Torres. Um, I am a second year Thrive College student, um, and I am a in, uh, production intern, and in the future, hopes to become a well-versed audio engineer, as well as having a family, kids, and a husband. Mm. Love it. How many kids are we hoping? Maybe three max. Oh. Three <laughs> Maybe, max. yeah. Three <laughs> max. Yeah. That's like a one, maybe. One maybe. for sure, two. Mm-hmm. Two is like, eh. Three is the maybe. Yeah. I got you. I love, love it. Yeah. Vicky, do you have kids? I have kids. Two boys and a girl, eight, six, and four. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Married for almost 11 years. Love it. April, the, right? April, April, sweet April. Yeah, that's me. So, so yeah. I'm a, I'm a pastor in yes. uh, the Coachella Valley, Southern California, church named Southwest. Been there about five years. I've uh, been a pastor uh, on some sort you know, for 25 years, I think, or so. So, and that's interesting because I'm only 30. So, yeah. that's a little bit about me. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And you're actually pursuing a doctorate right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In historical oh. theology. Historical theology. Yeah. Why, why did you land a, on historical theology? Love history. Okay. I'm so more on the history side than the theological side, but like storytelling and like issues of justice and race. Um, through the light of the gospel. So I wanted um, to inform our, my congregants that I lead about the history of how the spirit is moved in the way of people coming together through the gospel. So that's mm. some of my interests. I love it. Cool. Yeah. Look forward to reading your doctorate. So you. just send it my way. <laughs> uh, it'll be pretty boring, but <laughs> okay. you'll be welcome to read it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, we have some rapid fire questions. Okay. Where were you born? Where do you live now? Sure. Hopefully in the Coachella Valley, where you, where you pastor. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> uh, what is something that you wish more people knew about you from your youth? Oh, wow. Gosh. Okay, so I was born, the first two were easier. I was born in a, a town called Pearl, Mississippi, in the south. And I live now in a town called Indio, California, which is outside of Palm Springs. One thing I wish people knew about when I was young is that I was actually pretty darn good at football. Oh, so everybody plays football, but I, I, I was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had a college scholarship the whole nine. So I wasn't, I wasn't a... You know, I wasn't a slob when it came to football. Mm. I think my my church thinks I'm just telling stories and uh, hyperbolizing and just <laughs> exaggerating things. But actually, I could I could play. I can't anymore. I can't run at all. But back then, I could really run kind of fast. 
What what team are you rooting for these days? Well, I could care less about the NFL. I'm a college football fan, oh, okay. so I love Notre Dame, Fighting Irish. Yeah. So I'm a, a solid hardcore fan. My wife, though, is a big 49ers fan, okay. so I'm a 49ers fan by marriage. Nice, so, one flesh. So that's my. There team. you go. That's All right, right. Yeah. <laughs> go, go Niners. I love it. Well, on the Thrive College podcast, um, our whole goal is to empower the next generation of Christian leaders. Mm-hmm. So every episode, we pass the mic to them. So. Okay. Juliana, why don't you go ahead and kick it off with a question? Yeah, so my first question is, um, why are there different denominations in churches? Yeah, I feel like, uh, I think it's a great question. I think in a nutshell, um, you know, we are in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Um, the world is not quite right how God envisions it being for eternity. We are in a space where we're waiting for the full redemption of the creation when Christ comes back and everything's perfect and back on one page again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even in the church, you're going to see frictures and evidence of that fallenness in our denominations, right? And so, at the end of the day, this big old book called the Bible has multiple perspectives, different ways to look at it. There are different traditions that have been laid down for 2,000 years as to how we need to do baptism or how mm-hmm. we need to do communion or is the Holy Spirit still at work with the visible sign gifts mm-hmm. or not. Women in ministry, what can they do? What can they not? And because we're still in the fallen world and don't quite adequately know how to fully reconcile mm. until the King of Kings comes back to make yeah. everything perfect again, we will continue to see evidence that we're in a fallen state. Uh, mm. The cool thing is that even with denominationalism, the Holy Spirit continues to hit a straight target with crooked sticks mm. like you and I. So I think for the person who's new to church, new to Christianity, checking out church, checking out Christianity can be encouraged that even though there's all these denominations, all these perspectives, what, 2,000 versions of the Bible so far, Mm. right, and counting? (laughs) Even in all that, God has partnered with fallen people, Mm. with broken people, with imperfect people to continue to announce his fame and his hope in the Mm. world. And when you read your scripture, right, you see God preaching through a donkey, Mm -hmm. God preaching through (laughs) sinful people who were broken and yet hit his target each and every time. So that's, that's like a nutshell, right? There's all sorts of conversations. But at the end of the day, it is yet another evidence that that something's wrong, something's not all right, and we need something bigger mm-hmm. and better that is not in us but outside of us to truly and fully reconcile us. So that's good. That's, that's so good. That's a great question. I've never yeah. been asked that question. I think that's helpful, uh, just perspective-wise, because I don't know. It's sometimes so easy to get caught up on what is wrong about mm-hmm. the church. Yes, but right. mm-hmm. you're right. We sh- we should expect to see some broken, fallen pieces, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. how divided the church mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's really Absolutely. Good. Totally. Yeah. Carson, what's our next question? Yeah, as I mentioned, I want to be a pastor one day. That's uh-huh. where I feel like the Lord is is, uh, is calling me. Okay. And I also want to be a husband. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, maybe from you, what would be the best advice for somebody who wants to do both and work on being married to yeah. your wife before yeah. ministry? Well, this is the right time to ask the questions before you say I do yeah. to know what you're going to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, right, there's, there's, there's a litany of, of paths of wisdom that will be apropos for a young man, young woman who's considering doing ministry and um, uh, marriage. First thing I'd say is to make sure you define ministry really well and biblically. And so a lot, you know, don't make the mistake, especially if you're a Thrive College student, your young leader out there, do not make the mistake of calling ministry something that a church 
or a nonprofit pays you for. That's good. It's not in the Bible. You're never going to find it. God looks at the Starbucks saved barista as just having just mm-hmm. as worthy, just as biblical, just as anointed a ministry as I do. Mm. Or as Ray Johnston has, or as Mark Clark has. Yeah. In yeah. God's providence, he sees absolutely so no difference. And my point is this understand everything you do under in the economy of God is ministry. Nothing yeah. is not ministry. In mm. fact, God laughs when we think something that we're doing <laughs> in his name, and that is faithfulness, that is in the scripture that we're called to to glorify him, is not ministry. It doesn't even make sense. Right. I, when I mow my, I don't mow my grass, but when I used to mow my grass. <laughs> His honesty. Right. It was to the glory of God. That's ministry. I'm cultivating the earth. I'm having dominion in the earth. That was the first commandment before preaching was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that was the, that's the first thing I'd say to a young man, young woman, thinking about marriage. But here's the, the big thing I would say to them. You got to prioritize biblically. I tell my church all the time, because I've learned, after three or four churches, I've learned to talk about this more than even, to some extent, you know, doctrine of the Holy Spirit, a doctrine of sin, and all those sorts of things. And when I'm introducing myself to a church, just like I did five years ago when we started at Southwest, was, hey, my first ministry is to my Savior. To know Him, mm-hmm. to love Him, to be known by Him, to be loved by Him. That's my first ministry. My second ministry is to be head over heels in love with April and to serve her so well that when I'm, I'm 10 years her senior. So when I'm an old gray fuddy-duddy on a cane, she still wants to be around me. And that when I retire from this and you guys could, could think care less about me, she right. still wants to be around me because I chose her over you each so and every good. time. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. My third ministry is to those children. Okay, My fourth ministry is to the people that I'm discipling and pouring into 2 Timothy 2, 2, Matthew 28 to bring them from milk to meat and to maturity. Hmm. My fifth priority is you guys. <laughs> so day one, I told the church, <laughs> you're fifth. Because guess what? That church could care less about what I'm preaching if I don't have a relationship with Jesus, mm. a great marriage, kids that love me and love the church, and actually practicing what I preach by pouring my heart in the disciples. Mm. So that's what I would say to young man, young woman, is to have your priorities straight at the end of the day. And this is what I've learned. Do you need to study? Yeah. Do you need to go to school? Sure. Do you need to practice to preach? Yeah. All the things. Mm-hmm. Do you need to know strategy? Do you need to read some books? For sure. But just hear old country preacher telling you, the people on the pews want to know that you know what they see and what they feel and what they experience. You know what they're dealing with? My relationship with God, my relationship with my spouse, my relationship with my kids. Is my life meaningful and am I actually living my purpose according to the providence of God? That's where they're living. And it just doesn't make any sense to be able to talk about that from a place of erudition, i.e. I've read a book about it. (laughs) I've heard a seminarian profess about it. But no, I'm actually living it with you guys. That's when preaching and the pastorate becomes a transformational, incarnational witness. It is real, right? And so I hear it all the time, and you're going to see this in your ministry. More people talk to me about my love for April than my love for even God's word. That's good. Mm -hmm. More people talk to me about my kids and what they see on Instagram and what they see when my kids mm-hmm. are hugging me and wrestling with me or I'm mm-hmm. going off on one of them because they've done something dumb. <laughs> that's, where, that's where it happens. And so, mm-hmm. so preaching is really easy. 
Okay? You can practice it. You can get good at it or as good as you're going to be. Having a wife who can sit down and watch you preach and smile and be proud of you, that's pastoring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's how to answer that. That's really good. Thank you. That's so so good. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I I feel like even on the way in coming here I was watching my I have two kids four year old mm. and 18 month old oh you're busy uh, I'm a little busy uh-huh. yes and I, I just feel and I'm sure you guys feel this you know pressure of homework pressure of friends and there's something about going into do ministry where you're like okay like I gotta gear up to go do a good job mm. But then there's the every day I gotta be faithful with this, with this assignment I have to be faithful for me with my four-year-old who, you know, he just has a little different idea of how the day should look than I do. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like what you're giving us is this vision for the everyday mm-hmm. work of ministry That's instead right. of just those moments of ministry that yes. we aspire to, that we see on Instagram. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. I, so I appreciate good. that. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's encouraging. I think, I think like, you know, I want to encourage, you know, whoever's listening out there that the way you see God working in scripture is actually the way he works. Mm. He's not changed, Hebrews 13, the same yesterday, today, forevermore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like Abraham, years of just wandering. Right. <laughs> Where do I go next, God? Uh, just keep walking, I'll tell you later. Moses in Midian, 40 years. Right? Like, was it Ezekiel or Elijah? One of the prophets, right? Had to, God called them to lay down on their left side. Right. I think for months. Forever. What, three years, I think it was. Whoever, yeah. Ezekiel, whatever. You know, thank you, Jesus, wasn't me. Like, <laughs> glory to God. God does not work in TikTok times. Like, yeah. he doesn't work in Instagram reels. Mm-hmm. He works in seasons where he calls you to be faithful, to rest well. So I just want to compliment what you just said. It's true. And what does it mean for me to believe that at 20? Right. Instead of waiting until the world beats me up and yeah. then believe it. Mm-hmm. And whoever's listening right now, you have that opportunity to say, Jesus, yes to your will. Yeah. And yet, and guys, whoever's listening, you need to hear this. Jesus, give me the power to say yes to your timeline. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you can say, we all say yes to his will. Mm-hmm. Very few say yes to his timeline. Mm-hmm. And I'm preaching to myself too. But if you can learn how to say yes to the timeline of the Lord, you watch out. So... I'll close this with this thought. My my one of my mentors, Jack Hamilton, when I started at Southwest and I had all these ideas and all these plans, and we're gonna do this, we're gonna wreck shop here and all this kind of stuff. I totally had no clue what I was talking about. None of that happened. <laughs> and I remember his first my first couple of months, he says, Ricky, you'll be underwhelmed by what you get done in mm. one year. Mm. You won't be able to believe what you get done in five. Wow. And I'm telling you, I've been there five years now. And I'm telling you guys, there are things that have been done that only God mm. could have breathed on and brought to pass. Say yes to the timeline. Wow. That's good. That is so powerful. Say yes to the timeline. Mm. I want to write that on my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, the last question that we always ask, and yeah. um, before we get there, where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, so online, Ricky Jenkins, R-I-C-K-Y, J-E-N-K-I-N-S, all the platforms. Uh, Southwest Church app is where you can yeah. listen to sermons. Yep. And I want to encourage everybody out there, if you need a boost every day, I do a Monday through Friday, three to five minute Devo called Hope for Today. Perfect. And you can text SWDVO to 94000. And you can get that on your phone, on YouTube every day. And I love doing that, talking about food a lot and Jesus. 
yeah. a lot of food. <laughs> a lot of food. Yeah. I think April <laughs> probably makes it in there based yes. on this podcast. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Anything you guys want to add before we give our last question? I'm I'm good. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Uh, I think when talking about like uh, you saying yes to the timeline, like and how like how much, like it blows you away at what you, God can do, and like mm. in one year or five years, because mm. like me like saying yes coming to thrive, like honestly, like I've changed dramatically within like the last year, That's awesome. and like spiritually, like mentally, and like it just amazes me at like how much like obedience goes into it and just knowing like even though like i'm scared of the unknown i don't know what's going to happen but if god is calling me to it and if i'm obedient then like everything will be laid out because Mm -hmm. he's going before me Mm -hmm. and like he he was in my past Mm -hmm. he's in my present and he's going to be in the future there you go so that's 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 a very good reminder awful so good and so true yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome juliana thanks for sharing yeah okay our last question we always ask okay What's the one thing you want to say to young Christian leaders? Goodness gracious. Uh, I would have, uh, it's funny, I would have answered this question differently probably even a year ago. Hmm. Um, I've been studying so much about just Zs, the Z generation and millennials, and I don't know if anyone can see this because some of you are just audibly listening, but my esteem for the generation that's upcoming, let's say five years ago, would have probably been my generation, which I'm an ex, right, here. Mm -hmm. And I would have probably had, sinfully so, I'm Mm -hmm. not proud of it, a disdain. Because, man, they're just different. They think different. It work. All all the other tropes, right, Right. that my generation is very wrong for. Man, Holy Spirit, just doing life with people, right, and reading and understanding things. Now I put my generation down here, okay, and then I put, honestly, you guys way up here because the spirit of the living God has allowed structures and trends and realities mm-hmm. and shifts to impress upon your hearts and minds. And he has literally hardwired your souls and your way of thinking and your framing of culture and the world around you that is apropos to what culture is going to be doing the next mm-hmm. 25, 35 years. I now, and I'm, I think I'm still young, but I'm not a <laughs> spring chicken. We all know this. I'm 45. I'm kind of getting at that age where it's just like, no, I don't have entirely what these this these these 20 somethings and these teens need. I have the love. I have the compassion. I have the Bible. So I'll be faithful. But I've never been more um, in, intentional and prayerful about finding. God, please bring some 22-year-olds to this staff. Bring mm. some 18-year-olds to this staff. Bring some 19-year-old staff. And God, give me the capacity to love them like crazy and just set them up. But Lord, they need to be at the table of leadership at Southwest Church. They need a spot. And it's not an intern spot anymore. It's a spot. Mm. It's a voice. And I would just say to young leaders out there, be encouraged. It's an A-type world. God's made y'all B-type. But God has done that on purpose to set you all up to be the voices and the oracles of the gospel of Jesus in a world that will not listen to me and will not be coming to a 5,000-member church and will not be coming to a building. 
okay? Right. But it's going to be relational and organic. It's going to be experiential, right? It's going to be tangible. It's going to have shoe leather on it, which is a mm-hmm. Southern phrase that none of you guys have heard. It's, it's, it's going to be something that you all, if you're 20-something listening right now, you're made for it. And I want to encourage anybody who's over 35 listening, it's our job to be in position to use our influence, our credibility, and not lend it, but give it to so those. So good. if you're watching, say yes to the timeline. Because mm-hmm. if your heart's ready, Jesus is ready. <laughs> so Come say on. yes to that timeline. And I really, to, I'd, push, I'd push back on your question and say, you guys just hold on. But you 40-somethings, you 50-somethings, keep being faithful. But it ain't all about you. It's about setting up the next generation. And that's kind of what I'm thinking Hi. in my life in this season. Can we just add seven exclamation points on the end of what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Are you guys inspired? Are you going to go out and like take over the world? Take like, just take over the world. I'm, I'm in God's down. timeline, and obviously. You got to say yes to the timeline, and then you can take over the world. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm ready. I'm inspired. I'm I just going to start giving you more and more and more Sounds and more good. and more. I'm Sounds over thirty-five, good. so, so good. thank so you good. so much, Ricky. Thanks, guys. You guys are great. This is fun. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thrive College podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Thrive College Podcast. We hope that today's episode has empowered you to navigate the challenges and the opportunities of your future and your faith. If you really enjoyed our conversation today and appreciated what we had to offer, we would love for you to write a five-star written review and share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.